That was the Munster final of 1944. I wasn't at it, a rat and jerk. <laughs> Most people that went to that game had to cycle to the final. Imagine if you asked people to cycle to it now. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Alan Quinlan, good morning to you. Morning, lads. How are you? Oh, good. The um, there's so much rugby to be to be uh, spoken about. Just can we touch first of all on the slight weirdness that crops up every single year, where you have the biggest game of the year, and then you're suddenly back into what, in a lot of cases, is obviously it's the URC quarterfinals in France, the final regulation game of the top fourteen. Um, you know, in that way that obviously soccer has it nailed with the League Cup, FA Cup. Premier League, Champions League. Like, it's just weird, isn't it? And, I mean, I don't know what can be done about it, but it's a big disadvantage for the two teams that make the Heineken Cup final. It is, yeah, but I think it's always been like that, Adrian, even when I was playing um, the the Champions Cup, European Cup, as it was then. The Heineken Cup back then, when I played, um, was was always played before the domestic league final. I think it's... It's a hard one to crack. I think, you know, I know in football, it's, um, you know, the Champions League is, is the last kind of action of the season, the soccer season. But in rugby, I think it's down to probably, uh, the unions, the French union, the English union who probably want to keep, um, keep their own domestic leagues as, as, as the finale, if you like, mm. and, and finish on a high in their own domestic leagues. Um, I don't know if it's going to change or will it change, but it probably is because I suppose for the French teams, is it the biggest Is it the biggest competition for them? Um, well, the French the French league um, is a lot, uh, is to, to a lot of the owners there and, and they want to finish on a high in, in, in their own country and, and probably in the Gallagher Premiership as well. It's an ego, th- it's an ego thing, isn't it? But like, I mean, there, it, it's certainly in the Irish context, it feels like we're kind of shooting ourselves. Like I know um, against after the Saracens game a few years ago, Leinster did go on and ended up winning the Pro 14, whatever it was at the time, was it 2019? But uh, it didn't affect them too badly there. But like there is a hangover to be had from it. It is. It's difficult. Um, I think for probably for the French and the English, it's a little bit different because... Yeah. Um, they feel slightly different than the Irish provinces do towards the, the European Cup. Um, as I said, their own domestic leagues have so much history as well, particularly the one in France. I think that's that's as good as if not better to some of them in, in winning that over, over a European Cup. Um, but it is hard and it's going to be hard for Leinster to pick themselves back up again. It's a totally different week. I was you know, thinking back, as um, even last weekend, just thinking... The heartache of, of of losing, the emotion of that, or the emotion and the joy of winning, it, it's there's a massive toll there. Even if you win, it's obviously easier to pick yourself up. And La Rochelle have to go and play Leon away this weekend to try and make the playoffs. It's a big challenge for them to pick themselves up, celebrating for a few days on a mm. massive high. I think the only advantage to them is Leon won the Challenge Cup on Friday night as well. But it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster, and, and it is a challenge for Leinster to pick themselves up. Luckily, they're at home against Glasgow tomorrow, and you know they'll feel deflated. Um, it's hard, and we saw what happened Ulster earlier in the season when um, Toulouse knocked them out in the round sixteen game. You know, Munster went up there the week after, and, and Ulster were flat. Mm-hmm. You can see they were drained. So it is; it does have a big emotional kind of roller coaster, but. 
that sport, I don't think it's going to change, Adrian, because I don't think the French, particularly the French, will change. No, they want the, no the final of their league at, as the last game of the season. Yeah, it's, they're only going the opposite way. If anything, there's a brilliant Ronald Agar column in the, uh, probably one of his best, I would say, in the examiner this morning that details the last week in the run-in uh, to last weekend. It's quite brilliant, I have to say, and definitely worth checking out. And he was on, obviously, with Jar yesterday at Ashling, picking through uh, the bones of his week as well, I, which I know you saw a little bit of. Uh, we don't want to rehash the game again, but any thoughts on the week that was for uh, one of your best buddies? I just think that, and I said it at the start of the week, um, you know, I met him, I met him and Leo Cullen and some of the other coaching staff before the game. And I was intrigued. I'm always intrigued what's going through the head, the adrenaline rush, the excitement, the nervousness, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, you put so much time and effort into to getting to this place and you kind of have one hand on the trophy. And you know, I was standing back down around the tunnel area, just looking at different players from both sides, different coaches, and just thinking, you know, someone's going to have that absolute joy and someone's going to have that devastation. Mm. And I suppose the... Look, Raj made a very good point in his column that, you know, he's now... People are saying he's this brilliant coach and he and he's, he's talking it down, saying he's not. It's... You're only a small bit away from us questioning Ronan O'Gara this week and saying, is, you know, is he, is, is he failing? Um, did he fail? He's lost three finals. Is there something up? What's going on? So the small margins in sport, this Leinster team are not going anywhere. And um, the same way Leo Cullen has done a fantastic job with Leinster in the last few years. Doesn't make him a bad coach. No, it's just small margins and sometimes a little bit of a swing in momentum. And, Probably what stood out for me is how how strong and, and resilient uh, La Rochelle were. Maybe we all underestimated him a little bit. Um, and he, I, I've absolutely no doubt he had a massive effect. And maybe the experiences of losing the two finals last year um, just gave him a, um, mm. a, an incredible determination. I, I love the fact that you know Gregory Aldrich, who's still only 24 and he's been a brilliant player for France for the last couple of years. You see players mature, um, and and the way he kind of took the players aside and just had a five minute chat about how what can happen and and what way you'll feel after this game, and you know it can spur people on, and they showed that they had an incredible hunger and desire. But they're a good team as well. Like La Rochelle don't have the superstars. Leinster more balanced side and um, if they played again this week would, would Leinster win the game well possibly yes I think just La Rochelle got a lot of stuff right particularly at the back end of that game and look there's no point in going and analysing the game again this Leinster team are not going anywhere I think they're going to come back stronger from this again well, can, can just I, because can I, they lost Can I ask you just on that Quinny now that you bring it up right like in terms of where Leinster go from here and in terms of the lessons that come from that game and like he spoke obviously in detail after the game and subsequently about the watching the Connacht match and watching the Leicester game um, let Leinster have it it outside and you let them run with the ball i.e. you let them you're going to let them you're going to lose the game I think was his short story from that now look at I suppose most it's not going to be new news to most coaches who are coaching against um, Leinster but it's laid out there now in black and white how much Encouragement does that give to the likes of a, a Glasgow this weekend in terms of a template of how to beat Leinster? It gives them some encouragement, but it's easier said than done. You've got to step up. There's going to be, I would imagine, um, 
a kind of an angry, aggressive reaction. We, you know, we won't have the teams till lunchtime, but mm. I'm sure Leinster will have to mix it up a little bit and get the balance right there about, um, you know, making some changes and freshening things a little bit. Um, it'll give Glasgow probably hope because, you know, it's like it's like Adrian playing the All Blacks when they were World Cup winners and when they had that, the great teams over the years winning the World Cup in 11 and 15, the dominance they had. How do you stop them? How do you compete with them? Well, you've got to be really physical, um, slow down their ball, um, make sure you're on set. Be all the obvious things that you want to get right before a game anyway. Um, La Rochelle got a lot of those things right. Can Glasgow do it tomorrow? Well, they'll have a little bit of hope out of that and they'll try and tap into the psychological um, kind of trauma that Leinster will experience. But, you know, if you think that's going to win you a game, it's only a part of the game. Um, being really up for yourselves, um, being ruthless, being accurate, they've got to go and perform at Glasgow tomorrow. And where it comes into play psychologically, if you can have a few hammer blows during the game, score the crucial stage. If Glasgow start well tomorrow, they kick a couple of penalties, if they nudge themselves in front, if they make it a real intense contest, um, you know, that'll give them hope going into the second half. And as a player in any sport, if you have that belief and hope, even an individual, you know, a golfer going into the last day and Sunday into a big championship, if you feel that your confidence is high and your self-belief is good, well, then it gives you a, a chance of really kind of going at the back end of the match. And uh, But it's easier said than done. I think Leinster will react. Um, Glasgow, when they've, you know, they've been inconsistent this year, they've lost eight games in the league. Not the Glasgow, maybe the dominant side that we saw a number of years ago, but they still have a lot of good internationals and they're a very dangerous side. So, Leinster can't underestimate them. The comfort for Leinster is that it's at home and they would have been able to recover a bit better this week. But yeah. sport is funny and, and psychologically they will be hurting and they've got to pick themselves up. I think tomorrow, if they get through tomorrow, they can really recalibrate and yeah, you know, visualise themselves lifting the trophy at the end. That's what you want to do as a group. And, and that would have been the challenge this week for them to get up. But Glasgow will sense a little opportunity. But... If they think that's just going to win the game from psychologically, they forget about they can it. Come seriously yeah. unstuck. They've got to play. What uh, What did you say to him on the pitch beforehand? I imagine it was like oh, this a, is obviously pivotal in the victory. I, I imagine yeah. it was like a dude from Munster. <laughs> um, not do it for himself, really. Look, I, I, at the end of the day, you know, people know I'm close to Rog, and we we have a great relationship. We're good friends. Um, I, I'm always intrigued by him. I've said this openly, you know. Rooming at Raj before a Heineken Cup final in 2008, my nerves um, were shot to bits. We were worried about tickets. There's different people on to me on the Friday night looking for more tickets and this, that and the other. My experiences in 06 were different, obviously, with the injury. Um, but I was really kind of just nervous and on edge. And you just chat to someone like him. He's always been a leader and I'm, he always intrigued me about his calmness. You know, I would have had a certain level of anxiety and even away from sport, he's just he just seems to have a good balance and, and, and view on things and has an ability to, uh, I've said this before, give you a clipping very easily, but also tell you he believes in you. Mm. And um, so what, what did I say? Very little. I just, I was kind of intrigued about how calm he was um, and how conf confident, not arrogant or cocky, yeah. but I think, 
and I had a great chat with um, Victor Vito before the game on the sideline. They were nearly ready to go out. And um, I was just commiserating with him missing a final because it's heartbreaking for any player to be that close and to miss out. I asked him why he played the week before because they needed to win the game against Stad and he had he had been injured before and hadn't played in a lot of games. And he told me that they had their best training week. Um, so they created some sort of a buzz. I could sense a little bit of that. I didn't sense any kind of fatigue or fragility in Leinster's preparation or their body language. I, you know, but I just thought Rod was really calm and just wished him luck. That was it. Yeah. Um, you know, met his kids before the game and just thought, God, I. The, people often ask, you know, do you miss it? You miss days like that, finals, the buzz, the excitement. Um, it was incredible and uh, he got it right on the day. That was class. Um, Ulster Munster is a cracker of a way to kick off the weekend. 7.35 tonight, Belfast. It's still time, Quinny, for the bemoaned Van Grand ticket to walk out of town with, you know, an air of, ah, look, we did all right. Uh, but a loss tonight and it's all over and everybody's going to reflect on this in not that uh, amazing terms. Yeah, it's, I was just thinking about it um, during the week and um, there's a lot of pressure on both sides here, I think. If Ulster lose, they would have lost, you know, went out to Toulouse in the round 16 losing a quarter-final at home to Munster, both those games at home to Munster, they'll finish on a real kind of negative. Um, and, and you know, Dan McFarlane is there next year. Johan van Grand, Stephen Larkham are not. And if they lose up in, in Belfast, Munster, well, there'll be criticism, won't there? It'll be, it'll be a tough one to take and it'll be a disappointing way to end. Um, you know, there's been four semi-finals and one final in the last five years, I think, for, for Munster, and it's been disappointing. Um, I hope it doesn't happen. Obviously, I want Munster to win. Um, I think it'd be... I just don't want it to happen to Johan van Grand that he goes out like that. Um, but again, there's no sentiment or, um, you know, perfect scenario in sport when you're finishing up. No. Call it for us. Um, but there's pressure. Yeah, there's pressure on them, and and you know they get well paid, and and that's that's that's, that's yeah. where you're at. But it's um, it's a tough game for both sides. I think there's probably more more pressure on Munster to to get through here, which is very difficult. They're the only side to beat Ulster in the league there this year, but um, I think this will be more challenging than the league game we saw a few weeks ago. All right, well look, we'll see. And and in a word, in a word, jeez. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say Oof. Munster right you're not convinced though. that's fair Munster. enough we'll pick through the bones of it early next week when you enjoy the games over the weekend good man cheers lads thanks, thanks. as always OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar